Hello, everybody, and welcome to Arsenal X, Boss Rush's Xbox podcast. I am your host today, Jesse Douglas, and I am here once again with Stoy. How's it going, Stoy? Hey, man, it's going all right about you. Pretty good. Um, I I felt a little bad this week. This week, or well, I should say, well, yeah, it was technically it was this week. Um, Monday, so like just a little behind the scenes, like a lot of times, uh, Monday is when I'll edit the show. Mm-hmm. Um, once I get done with work in the morning, you know, like a Tuesday morning or whatever, I'll try to finish anything, you know, that I get a chance to, because a lot of times Sundays I'm, if I, you know, doing whatever, sometimes with friends, when I get the chance online or, or a lot of times I'll be honest, after we do the show, I'll watch something and then just fall asleep, yeah. you know, well, like you got a weird morning. schedule, man. You were like third shift most of the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I go into work a lot of times anywhere from five to nine o'clock at night and then, yeah. And then get done, you know, from anywhere from, from, uh, one, you know, one to, to seven and or six, I mean, in the morning. Oh, okay. So it kind of changes. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm very fortunate. My, my, uh, you know, like, there's there's a window of when people come into my work and people start coming in. I just got to be out before that. Um, and then as far as when people are there, I can come like at the last couple of hours when there's usually just some teachers and stuff there or whatever, or some people in the offices. Yeah. Right. So I can I've kind of got this nice little window of time that I can just kind of go whenever I either feel like or whenever I can you know, go start my night. And so, yeah, I'm really fortunate in that, in that, uh, department that, you know, I can, you know, kind of have that, that leeway of, especially when you have kids, it's, it's a heaven. It's, it's, you know, so nice, but, but yeah, so like I went into work Monday and then like about halfway through through the my night, I started feeling like nauseous and all this stuff because um, I had like a really bad migraine. Okay. And so yeah, I ended up because I was gonna trying to do the breaking the podcast up into segments for YouTube, but I I just like came home and I literally went right to bed because. And that's the kind of nice thing if you if you follow Boss Rush Network on YouTube. Um, you could actually access like a lot of really cool clips of our episodes. Mm-hmm. So especially if there's like really big talking points in our episodes where, yeah. you know, we'll segue into talking about a topic for like 10 minutes or something like that. Like you can access that content for a short blip, especially if you want to go back and listen to it after you listen to a whole episode. So yeah, and there's then you a get couple to see episodes. Jesse's pretty face. <laughs> FYI, Jesse is for all you audio listeners. Jesse's the face of the podcast. <laughs> I just have the vo- I just have the voice for it. I yeah. guess I gotta be I gotta be something. I don't know what you want me to be. I've I've got I've got a radio face. There you go. <laughs> I've got a face for radio. You got the you got the radio face, and I got the I don't know whatever. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so I well so like yeah, because what happened is I don't know about by you, but like here um, Monday it was I think like eighty. 85 or 83 degrees and it was like 90 like 91 percent humidity or 93 percent humidity yeah it was pretty hot here man did you um 
I mean, you lit like I said, you live like an hour and a half north of me. Did you ever have any? Uh, did a storm whip through your area like on Tuesday? Nothing. No. <laughs> like, I and was... we got. I I didn't have power for two days. Like, Ooh, I was I was I was playing a game and all of a sudden power shut off. And first thing I'm worried about is, oh my god, I hope my save file didn't get corrupted. And <laughs> of course, naturally, like the power didn't come back on that whole night. Yeah. It didn't come on till like late the next day. Like a tree fell down over a transformer on a, on an electrical pole. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I was fortunate it was they weird. got it fixed so quick because a lot, I know a lot of people like out in the sticks in the suburbs that, you know, haven't gotten it fixed till probably this weekend. I, I wonder. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was weird because I, yeah, I was, I was like watching all this stuff unfold and like, you know, and then. Oh, a little side tangent it was just kind of a laughing matter but someone had had uh posted and and our lo- one of our local like uh like neighborhood watch kind of like facebook pages that that mm-hmm. i follow just for for humor um just because some of the stuff people ask and those things are just like yeah. come on man just google it <laughs> like why yeah. are you asking like but anyways some so someone had posted uh, a weather, a radar uh, map of like all the the storms and stuff, and they right. just said they just said, oh, you know, be vigilant. It's 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 not over yet. And someone posted, oh, stop with your your fear mongering, blah blah blah. They thought it was a COVID case map. <laughs> and it was oh my god! Storm. People <laughs> are so. Jesus, people are so quick to just man. I know it's 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 entertaining and the. I mean that's all you could do, right? You, you, like you people gotta like chill that, out. You laugh. people gotta chill out. Chill yeah. out. Go play some games. All you can do is laugh sometimes because, yeah, it it's just. But but anyways, yeah. So I was like watching all that stuff unfold, and yeah, and like in uh, Michigan, where the um, Free Beer and Hot Wings show, the radio show I listen to all the time. Where they're they're based in uh, um, Grand Rapids, Michigan, they they had like some really bad storms and stuff there too. And it's like we just sat here, like yeah, you know, I think we had maybe a little rain or something, but there really nothing happened here. Which is that's normally we do get like tornadoes here. Like we'll get a season where we've got a couple tornadoes that that will just rip everything apart. Um, You know they're only like a level one or whatever but but it's it's crazy a tornado is a tornado if it touches down it's going to do damage like mm-hmm. yeah that's why like it always amazes me when i see all the damage that these level ones do and i think this is only a level one like like it it literally took 50 percent of the trees in our city and ripped them right out of the ground or broke them and this is only a level one <laughs> like you know it's crazy but yeah so yeah there it, i just yeah the 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 humidity like i usually tend to get really bad migraines when it's really bad like that so as i was like uh, it's okay if i miss it this week i guess because at least <laughs> the shows are edited everything people can still listen it's just uh, don't have that breakdown but yeah i do want to try to do that because especially you know like you've got your sections now where you talk about game pass and stuff occasionally so i want that to be broken out so if people want to be able to just get that information you know yeah um you know audio form 
then that that gives a good good chance for people to just kind of go and listen to that section or or if they want to go back and like oh i forget what games did he say was coming out you i mean know, it's so. totally worth listening to an entire episode yeah. Yeah. yeah but we also understand we also respect your time yes yeah. you got yeah. you got games to play yeah especially and I, yeah if you keep playing old games especially if you keep going back to play old games yes over and over and over and over again like i'm going to talk about later in this episode and uh yeah so it just yeah. be what it be so yeah all right so the why don't we get into uh what we've been playing Stoy, what have what have you been playing oh god we're going into this right away uh yeah i i, I can't seem to ever stop playing mass effect <laughs> so um i know i think i talked about this before that i'm i'm playing the legendary edition because yeah. um I, and i just finally beat mass effect 3 and have you have you played this have you played mass effect any of them at all or I have not. I was I, I was gonna try to get into them, and I just I just for whatever reason I I think I've gotten to a point of where it's it's just really difficult for me because I've got so there's so many other things too that I've missed out on, and I I've kind of a lot of it. I'll be honest. I've just kind of given up, and just accepted no, the fact. No. <laughs> but. I maybe someday I will try to go back to it or go to it. I did because I did play part of I want to say two, mm-hmm. two or three. Yeah, by by many accounts that's the best one. But I actually I like three the most, and I think it's playing this series over again. I think um, like like three compa- compared to the other two, three yeah. is like if Michael Bay took over. Yeah, like we're talking like it's all out war right now yeah and i mean it's like the missions are so bombastic there's just destruction chaos just everywhere yeah. because yeah it's like in in this in that game the reapers are here and they're taking over and shepherd basically is walking around mass effect 3 like i told you guys i told you guys none of you believe me <laughs> none of you thought that it was real you thought i was crazy and <laughs> now who's laughing yeah which is what i would be doing but i didn't have that option in every conversation yeah. you know, when people are like the reapers are here and there was never an option to select i told you yeah I told you didn't i say this <laughs> two games <laughs> ah. anyway but you know you got to do what you got to do so um and i i'm gonna delve into spoiler territory but i think at this point if you've heard of the series you know about the controversial ending two three yeah. and um i never thought it was that controversial I like I beat the game years ago when it first came out, even before the quote extended cut. And I thought I was satisfied because the trilogy ends Shepard's story. It yeah. ends it. You know, there was no the developers weren't like coy about it. They weren't like, well, you know, whatever. Like they were pretty upfront about it. Like like yeah. chaos is here. This world is gonna end, and most likely Shepard will end as well, depending yeah. on your choices. And I thought it was written the I thought the ending was written very well and weaved in to yeah now you have a choice and you know I, I mean if people are going to disagree with me that's one thing that's fine I don't care but um you know I think I really studied it this time around like I really paid attention and really focused to the choices that I was given because I beat the game 3 times before this mm-hmm. and every time I chose the same ending I chose the synthesis ending oh, because okay. The theme of the, the the theme of the universe around Mass Effect is the 
the the diff, the dichotomy in the war between man and machine, so to speak. Yeah. Man creates machine, and man creates machine to be sentient. Their sentience all of a sudden gets them in trouble. Now man decides, well, we can't have you sentient anymore. We have to wage war, and then machines wage war to rebel, and then you got this whole other dichotomy of like other races trying to kill each other and stuff, and that's when the Reapers come in to say, all right, you're done. Go in a corner. Wait another 50,000 years before, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the short end of the story. So anyway, um, you finally get the choice where, like, you get to confront the Reapers as a whole. You confront the person that created the Reapers. And this kind of sentient computer tells you, okay, you got three choices. You could synthesize. Next step of evolution, but where you basically... Uh, mankind or mankind or every uh, organic species blends with machine and mm-hmm. it's like this weird blend of you know synthesis you could control the reapers to basically you assume control of them and you do whatever you want with them or you destroy them destroy the reapers and they are no longer a threat to the galaxy anymore but when you destroy them you destroy a lot of machines and you destroy mm-hmm. a lot of kind of whatever so but everything can be rebuilt. I chose destroy this time mm-hmm. around, which is technically the bad ending. Like it's kind of like it's the renegade path. And yeah. I, but but to me, like when I really started to think about it, I was like, that makes the most sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like synthesis, I thought was the best of both worlds ending, where it was like you get to keep the machines, but also you get the next step of evolution. That's why I ch- chose it two or mm-hmm. three times in the past, but. Mm-hmm. Control didn't seem right to me because I thought like the whole battle before destroying the Reapers was paramount in everybody's mind. But Mm -hmm. ultimately, Shepard said, you know, he did say like the elusive man was right because the elusive man in the series wanted to control the Reapers. And I know I may be talking over people's heads in terms of like, especially if you haven't played the game before, but I really think it's worth going through because the reason why I like three so much is that you have bled with these characters going through all the series of games. You know mm-hmm. them. You you basically, you know, forge bonds and friendships with them. I mean, yeah. on a on a superficial level in terms of, like, gameplay. You know, yeah. but, like, one of the scenes that really kind of always, like, hit me hard is Garrus. I mean, Garrus, he's mm-hmm. the Turian. He's my guy. And yeah. one of the last conversations I have with him, Shepard said, hey, man, there is no Shepard without Vicarian. And his name is Garrus Vicarian. And I was like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> like, I got, got a little teary-eyed. I was like, oh, man. Well, honestly, I mean, you know, you think about it, like, people, like, create, like, like bonds just watching a movie. And that's only, like, you know, two hours, you know, like, you're that you can feel feels or whatever in, in those two hours. But, like, you know, like, what, every each game is, like, what, 30-plus hours? Yeah, more. pretty much. I mean, it depends so. on how it depends on how much you want to go into it. Like, if you want to yeah. do everything, which is what I did, and actually, there's incentive to do everything in three because the more you do, the more um, allies you you recover, okay. the the more um, the supplies and equipment and all these other like kind of things to help the war effort, so to speak. Yeah, the more prepared you are by the end battle. The, the better everybody will be, more people will survive, more, you know, the humanity and civilization will be better off in the end. So, I yeah. mean, there's there's incentive to do all this extra stuff. But, yeah. I mean, ultimately, 
like I said, I've I've played through these games multiple, multiple times in a row. And the guys make fun of me because I, I keep going back to it. Like yeah. almost like every year I at the very least play one of these games. And I actually all of a sudden jumped right into Mass Effect Andromeda over the weekend, which, you know, that got panned because of the initial game, you know, release being kind of buggy, but they've since mm-hmm. fixed the bugs. And, you know, when, when you look past all of that, it's actually a really good game and it sets up a really good universe. But I think you still got a lot of these fans that still want it to be in the original trilogy universe. Yeah. They weren't they weren't ready to move on yet. You know, yeah. Mass Effect yeah. 3 you hit on such a high note. And then all of a sudden they're like, we want to keep going on this high note, even though a lot of people hated the endings. But I thought the endings were great. I thought that's what we were preparing for the whole time. Yeah. But ultimately, I think people wanted a good ending. That's it. Yeah. They wanted yeah. Shepard to survive. They wanted to go back with their homies and be but, like, yeah, we did it. We beat the Reapers. Everybody's happy. But, but at the same time, though, like, you know, I mean, maybe it's easier for me just because I haven't spent all the time in the game. But, like, but I'm going by, like, how you're explaining it. Like, here you are playing a game where the whole entire point of the game is to have these options. It would only make sense that your options have consequences. And if they don't give me those options at the end, I don't feel like there was consequence then. Right? Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, ultimately, you know, you have to make choices that could negatively affect who's in the mm-hmm. war effort with you. So, like, yeah. say, for example, curing the genophage. Yeah. You know, there was this uh, sterility disease that infected the Krogan, you know, so basically they wouldn't, they couldn't supply in mass, you know, and that was, uh, that was basically forced upon the Krogan population by the Turian civilization, the Turian aliens and the uh, Salarians. Mm-hmm. If you decide to deploy the cure, the Salarians are no longer in your exactly. They're no longer helping you. Yeah. But you could elect to not issue the, uh, you can elect to not issue the cure and mm-hmm. the Salarians come to help you. But then again, you have much, much less Krogan support. Yeah. Because, the, yeah. Yeah. And in the end, you, you have to decide what, you know, which, which group do you think is going to be more loyal or. And I'm telling you, know, you or, I'm, I'm telling you 10 times out of 10, if I'm going into a battle, I want to, I want an army of Krogans behind me. I don't need no skinny ass Salarians, you know, behind me. Like, <laughs> let's go. It's like, what the fuck yeah. are you guys going to do? Yeah. You guys, like these guys, the Salarians look so skinny. Like they look like they float away if you just blow on them wrong. But um, no, I mean, they're they're very well known for their tactics, their special forces. They have the special tactics group where, you know, they're very they're like guerrilla warfare style combat. But still, I 10 times out of 10, I'm picking a Krogan to go with. Yeah. You know, like that's the thing is like, honestly, I like when I like when there's games like this that I I don't know a whole lot about. But I've you know, obviously, I've kind of like I've had some interest in it because I am through and through like like sci-fi for me is my favorite like Mm -hmm. period like i mean there's a reason i love halo there's a reason you know that i that i halo has even though like the most recent gears of war has really really like pulled me in like i am all in now because this this is the first story for me that i really really am loving the characters and like love what what they've done with it 
Yeah. Um, it's just different. Like, right. Like how, for how many years it's always the big bulky guys with the big machine guns and the, you know, the big tough guys are the focus. And it's like, I've seen this so much. Like I, I want, you know, like I want that change and like having it focus, you know, like on a, on a female and like, you know, at having this really cool, you know, not on top of it, this really cool, uh, kind of twist you know dealing with her mother and stuff like that it's yeah. it's just been an amazing you know and so but like yeah it's so like well, Halo, yeah, when, when, when gears of war came out that was the uh because it, it's you know you, when, when you look at game release windows gears of war came out at that the height of the kind of like bro action game genre yep. where it was like mm-hmm. let's just go in there let's fuck some shit up you know and let's go home after that or let's yeah. keep going you know we just you know load the weapon up again and let's keep going. Whereas yeah. nowadays I think people are craving more of those personal stories. That's yeah. why Matt, that's why a game like Gears 5 resonated with so many people like Cat her character resonates with more people uh just even being a centerpiece in one game than Marcus Phoenix did in maybe all three of those games combined. You yeah. really started to kind of see Marcus Phoenix who he was in 4, I really think. Yeah. Yeah. When he was like this grizzled old man, that's just like, yeah. I'm here to protect my son, kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah and like that's really Effect good 3. too. Yeah, and Mass Effect Three, you see the culmination of like where the relationships you forged has gotten you, and yeah. a lot of people forget that because it's like people think, well, every decision you made throughout the games doesn't affect the ending, and I'm like, well, no, it's not, but it affects every other decision you make leading up to it. And I think yeah. that's the that's the key point. Like the relationships you forge with the Quarians and the Geth determine, you know, who's going to show up in the final battle. Are they both going to show up in the final battle, or are you just going to be literally destroying the entire Geth army? Yeah. You know, and are I the think... Quarians going to be able to live on their home world, or are they still going to be ostracized? So it's those things that you know you play the game going through. You know, they do mean something, and they mean something to. A single end to a story. It doesn't mean the end game will be changed, be, depending on who you chose to pick. Um, you know, Solarians versus the Asari or whatever. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah. And I and that's why that that like exactly what you said. Where you know we're seeing more and more and more people um, show interest in gaming, and you know, like it's it's honestly it's at a at a all time high, and it just feels like it's just constantly growing like the amount of people who start getting into games and i i think that's gonna be very good for uh when fable the new fable comes out because that like i think i think now more than ever we need a we need a fable a new fable because oh yeah there's so many people who are starving for that or don't even know what what they're missing. They you know they haven't experienced yet. You know. Like, yeah, I know, and and that that's the thing. Like Fable is kind of old and dated. When we were when Chris and I were talking about Fable two weeks ago, um, I was looking back at some of the gameplay footage, and I'm like, man, yeah. I mean, I don't think like if if people jumped into Fable right now, I don't think people would probably get past the graphics, even though I think they hold up. Yeah. You know, compared to what we're seeing now, I I don't think people would get into it as much, but, um, you know, if playground games does the series justice with, I know they will. Um, yeah. Xbox needs that killer RPG and it's definitely going to be in fable. And it's definitely going to be something that people are going to want to play through multiple times because 
you know, it's kind of like the same in Mass Effect. You, you yeah. play, you play how you want to play. You yeah. want to be good. You want to be evil. Do you mm-hmm. want to help people? Do you want to hurt people? You know, yeah. like that's that's awesome, and that yeah. we have those kind of choices in games these days. Yeah, and yeah, and I just yeah, and like obviously, you know, with the humor and stuff, like it, it's to me like I I relate it to like a like the Guardians of the Galaxy kind of movie or something like that, where you've got really serious things going on, but all along the way there's a lot of wit and humor and you know like that that where you still you know are very interested in in the story but Mm -hmm. but you're you're also getting to laugh and and you know and just have fun with it so like yeah yeah and and that's that that's hard with video game writing is that it's it's all in the delivery and a lot of times you know video game cut scenes or video game um, character interactions in engine, it, mm-hmm. it can be hard to write comedy. And I, I you know, I've, I've seen that where games have tried, but mm-hmm. failed utterly, yeah. you know, and I think yeah. a lot of times it boils down to having like good actors, you know, yeah. act the parts and really nail it down because, you know, it's kind of hard to like act a funny scene when you're mm-hmm. in a sound booth, you know, staring yeah. at a microphone. Yeah, and, uh, and honestly, like, you know, like for me anyways, I mean, everyone's got a different sense of humor. But for me, like, like Portal 2 is like, just when it comes to humor, like I just, like I've, it's, it's so, I love that game so much. And, and, uh, and uh, like that, I want to get the, there. so they made like a picture back in the day of Cave Johnson. Mm-hmm. And it had a little sensor on it. And when you walked past it, it would say some of his quotes. Oh, yeah. Like, I love that character so much that I seriously, yeah. I want to buy that picture and hang it above our our fireplace. Like, But, that, but that's the thing. J.K. Simmons <laughs> nailed it. If yeah. anybody else did it, I don't think they would have done that character yeah. justice. Yeah. It's, it's all in who you pick to act those parts. Yeah. You know? And like I said, I, I don't think there could have been anybody else who would have done that part justice yeah it's just because for him it was all about that delivery because what he was saying sometimes wasn't always the funny part it was how he was saying it you know like like how he was delivering that part is why it was funny and like Mm -hmm. oh man i like i could honestly just listen to that like all of his clips like like i'm listening to an album because that that game he was just so freaking hilarious oh yeah for sure but um yeah so besides like i said i i beat mass effect 3 finished that chapter i'll probably end up playing it playing the games again next year it's Mm -hmm. kind of a yearly thing for me i I go back into it every now you got a nicer looking version of them so yeah exactly longer and and honestly (laughs) like it's one of those things like the original bugs are still there yeah but everything else looks so just better you know, mm-hmm. they, they, they fix, I, I would say they spent more time fixing the first Mass Effect. Yeah. Compared th- than two or three. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't expect them to fix all the bugs. That would have been a monumental task of just like going back through old code and fixing it. But yeah, I'm glad at the very least we got a new generation that can, that is able to play these games. Not only obviously older generation people like me playing it again, but, you know, an opportunity for newer, younger people to be like, I heard about this series. I wonder what it's about, you know? So, and EA has posted their numbers. Like the sales of that game has yeah. defied 
expectations. And this goes to show that people, you know, to, to EA, people still crave single player games. I mean, how many how many units of Star Wars uh, Jedi or Fallen Order? How many, you know, I, I don't know the numbers, but I know that was hugely successful. And here they are making a Battlefield game, just multiplayer only. Can we get them on EA Play now, please? Yeah, right. <laughs> For people like me that, you know, like I, I I'd play it. <laughs> I'd try yeah. it now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I think you can. I, I think you can play the older games. The originals. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't play the um. You can't play the legendary edition. Of yeah, games. and I was going to. I I had downloaded all three of all three of the original game. You know, those first the trilogy. Um, a while back, um, and they when they had announced, you know, but I'm like, ah, man, these are these are, you know, I kind of want to just wait until they they add the uh, the remastered versions of them to to uh, EA Play instead, and that's that's kind of partially why I never even bothered, is I'm like, well, I would rather I'd like to experience it in the the updated versions just because. You know, hopefully it will be enough that way to to you know look wise everything to for me to want to stick with it and because I'm super interested in in the story and that's like I was gonna say like I'm I like like yeah you definitely have a floor here to talk about that that kind of stuff that you love because I enjoy hearing people talk about stuff that they're you know passionate about or whatever so. Yeah, that's me like for it's, sure. <laughs> it's it's fun, you know. Like I I like learning about things, you know. Like that's the whole reason I listen to podcasts. Is I mm-hmm. I like to like I have like science podcasts that I listen to. I have like all these different like just a mix of different things because I just like learning and hearing people talk about things that I'm not necessarily interested in, but I want to be interested in. So <laughs> yeah, but. Is that so? Is is that that pretty much it, or is there anything else that you've kind of been? Yeah, pretty much. Like I said, I, I jumped right into um, Andromeda okay. right away, and I just I talked about that before. But um, yeah, like I said, I lost power for like two, three days. Yeah. And um, or two days mostly. So I, I I lost a little bit of gaming time, but um, uh, yeah. Otherwise, that's that was the bulk of what I was playing. I I logged in some more time with the Ascent. Still love that oh, game. Okay. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I think the more I play it, the more I the more I enjoy it. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm just waiting a little bit. I just I don't know if there was any plans or they've talked about any kind of updates or patches for the console versions. Because uh, mm-hmm. I I know some of the issues. So yeah, I, was, I, I, yeah. I mean, as far as I know, the game's running as smoothly. I haven't seen any major updates lately. I mean, okay. The game is running as smoothly as it did during launch, which isn't. But okay. you know, like, like I said, I. It's one of those things, the majority of the time, I'm having a great time with it. Yeah. You know, there, there are a few little bugs, not necessarily game-breaking. But, yeah. You know, whatever. I'm still having a good time with yeah. it. Yeah, because I heard you guys on your show talking about it, and uh, um, I forget who it was that said that he his character was broken. He couldn't he couldn't play any further. Yeah, like, um, Josh. Josh, yeah, it was yeah. Josh. Because like, when, when was... he would jump from, like, multiplayer to multiplayer to like single player then back to multiplayer like that character couldn't transfer like oh you're unable to play as this character it's like ah, that kind of sucks yeah that's weird yeah but all right yeah um i i actually played a bunch of things this week wow so i 
I so, feel I feel stupid. Like I, I barely I, played anything this week. Well, you you like you said though, you've also got some reasons why you didn't really. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be honest, a lot of the times there are times where all I literally play or like get to play all week is like Fortnite or something that's easy I can jump into and out of if I have a couple extra minutes. But mm. but so I um I didn't completely finish it yet, but I did beat the final boss and you know finish the kind of the main story of Death's Door. Okay. Uh, yesterday and man that like I said it's it's right now it's my game of the year like I absolutely love everything that that game has done and like now I'm just going back because luckily which makes it you know part of the reason why I think this game is so great after you beat the final boss you still can go back and get any of the collectibles or whatever that you missed you know it's like not that as it's part just of not over you know it's yeah. not just done there is a, a final ending but you have to collect i think everything and finish everything in order to get the the actual true final ending because now, now, i okay, think how, i know what it how, is how does that work like i was gonna say like like when you're trying to collect everything is it gonna take a long time to do because Sometimes I hate when they lock good endings or the true endings behind like, okay, you still got to grind for another 20 hours to get the really true ending. No, not really. It's because it's not really about grinding. Um, well, that's good. It's not about grinding. It's more about just going back to um, areas that you couldn't get into um, possibly prior uh, without without the the um the equipment that you unlock as you play the game okay um and then some of them are just a matter of finding like finding the um so so it's it's very similar to zelda where you've got you've got these um these different there's two different styles of them there's i think it's uh red and green um of these like head, statue head like creature looking things that you go up to and then they open their mouth and then there's a statue piece of, head looking creatures i have no yeah idea. it's it's i don't i don't know what kind of creature they are but it's it's just like some kind of weird creature but it's a it's a statue of just its head sitting on the ground and then you walk up to it and its mouth opens up and there's a piece of this thing in it and you collect four of those pieces and then you can get either uh a full uh, extra chunk of health or a full extra chunk of your stamina or well technically i don't think it would be stamina it's more like almost like magic i guess because it's it's like you've you've got a bar that depletes every time you use your um either your bombs your arrows or your um what is it bombs arrows and what else i forget but yeah like the, there's like things you use and then it depletes that and then you get you can replenish them just by hitting anything so mm -hmm. so it's not really too difficult but it's but you know you can you can upgrade those and, and i'm so actually finally know. watching gameplay of this yeah um yeah. i've heard you talk about this yeah, for the last like three weeks and yeah I'm finally watching gameplay of it and i'm already getting like super um uh, hyper light drifter vibes from this yep. i don't know if you played that yeah Yep. Yeah. I, I so, finished that game. Yeah, I liked I liked that so game a lot. How frustrating was it for you? This game? Uh Hyper Light. Um 
Pat Pat in our podcast hates it. Like I've never heard him passionately hate something in my life. Uh, well, With the exception of when he talked, he hates it so much. Like I think that same developer has another game coming out, and he's like already writing that off. He's like, "Yeah, that's that game. I'm not touching it because he's yeah, he's afraid yeah, I, it's going to be too much like Hyper Light Drifter." I honestly, there. I mean, it had its it had its parts that could get frustrating, and you know, and the same with with Death's Door. Like, I mean, it definitely is one of those games where you've got to learn patterns. You've got to yep. know when you can, you know, when you can strike, and when you have to dodge, and when you have to, you know, like. There's definitely a lot of of mechanics going on when you're battling bosses and stuff for sure. Um, it's definitely, you know, it's I, it's not as hard as like a, a Souls game, but it definitely has a hint of that of that kind of, um, you know, you have to uh, you have to fight a castle. Yes, it's it's hilarious. OK, all right. <laughs> yeah, it look doesn't look hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's so like, I mean, I mean yeah, imagine afterwards. But yeah, the whole the whole idea of it is it's like, you know, like you've got these like souls type things that you've got a you you you're beating the you're beating these things and then so you can uh capture its soul and send it to to um send it send it on you know to to heaven or or hell or wherever it's going but right, yeah yeah but it's yeah and and uh game is kind of this game is kind of cool actually i'd be yeah it's be curious you said it's on game pass right yeah or no, 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 it's not on Game Pass, but it's only twenty dollars, and it's honestly, I'll I'll be honest with you right now, the best twenty dollars I've ever spent. Like it, it is so worth twenty dollars. So like, if you just mainline it and just just want to beat, ju- like just get the story and everything done, or you know the main game done, I think it's like supposed to only take like six hours. Oh, okay. Um, but. I've spent way more than that on it, so I don't know. I don't know about that for sure, but but honestly, once you start playing it, if you if you love it, you're gonna know pretty quickly. Um, and you're not you're like if for me, I didn't want it to end. Like I could honestly, I wish this game was never ending and just more and more stuff to do. But um, you almost wish it was longer too. I think yeah. Yeah. But I think I think the whole the whole situation of the story and what what's happening in it, they could make this uh, a continuous game. I mean, you know, like you're essentially uh, uh, a crow that's that's moving souls along. And so, like, I mean, that that storyline could be any other character and any other more souls to, you know, like it, it could be a never ending thing of just new games with different characters. Or maybe just DLC or something like that. Yeah. Drops. Yeah. So well, hopefully, hopefully it gets a sequel. Like it looks. Uh... Yeah. And th- this, yeah. this is one of those games where it was, um, I think like, you know, like five or 10 people working on it for That's years cool. to finish it. And yeah, it's we it's, were talking about that on our episode just earlier today. Yeah. EXP cast where it's like it's amazing how you can make a full fledged like awesome game. Yeah. You know, with just a small team, like obviously the team that made a sent group of like 11, 12 guys, yeah. you know, 
and it's a it's a game Microsoft completely backs 100% Death Store made by yeah. five people and just that's all I've, like a lot of people have been seeing this on my YouTube channel. Yeah, it's just like videos of just like people just like singing this game's praises and it looks really cool. Like I mean, you know, something right up my alley. So yeah, it's it's definitely it, it, like if you like if you like a Zelda game, it's it's got all those kinds of feels of a Zelda game. It's got the humor and the wit of the characters with the goofiness and and the, the, the weird yeah and the very the very dramatic overreactions with things and and stuff like that it's it's so much zelda that like like it, it just was so perfect it like came out at the perfect time that i was like i needed this right now oh my god this this grandma boss battle is something straight out of links awakening yeah, yeah, it's straight it's, out of it. Yeah, it's definitely got it's definitely got a lot of Zelda influence to it. You know, and I don't mind that. Like, I mean, no. if you're gonna if you're gonna blatantly copy a game, that's fine. But yeah, you know, I I think it's I think it's cool that a game like Legend of Zelda has such like a kind of like a ripple effect over like games. Just we're talking like years and years down the line. Yeah, we're just like you know, yeah, I want to make a game just like this. I want to make a game just like that. And I think I think that's cool. Yeah, but that's me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, like, yeah, it's the Lord it's, of Doors. Yeah, this game is kind of funny. Yeah, it's dude. It's uh, I think you'd love it. Like, it, yeah, twenty bucks only. And like, honestly, I suggest to anyone if you if you like Zelda, but like with a just a little bit of a step up of of uh like difficulty mm-hmm. from from your standard uh zelda game um because it's not just a like you know you need to do so many uh, three attacks and then the boss is done or whatever kind of you know like some of that stuff that's kind of been in the in the past for zelda stuff it's it's a little bit more of work to get to that to that Mm -hmm. finish but it's it's yeah it's definitely worth checking out and like like i said twenty dollars like honestly it's it's the best (laughs) bargain that's cool I've I've made all year, but twenty dollars so, yeah. for pretty much like an eight to ten hour game. That's not. I mean, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah, money well spent. Said, I think I think people have said like if you try to finish everything, it can take you like ten hours. So, mm. Cool. But but yeah, I I don't know what the final ending is. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. To, I'm trying to go back and finish stuff now because there literally was some things oh God. that you <laughs> couldn't find until you but beat the final boss. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, I, I think I know what the actual final ending is, um, just because there's a character you run into and, um, and he wants you to try to kill him. Okay. <laughs> and you saw so you start attacking him and he's like, ah, oh, he's like, you're too weak to kill me. I guess I'll just, when you get stronger, come back. And hopefully you'll be <laughs> because he's he's you know he's been he's immortal and he doesn't want to be, which mm-hmm. you know like there's some real some reality to that like you know people talk about wanting to live forever but I don't think I'd ever want to live forever I, no thank you nah that's one thing everyone always says oh what would you want to be a vampire like nah it's yeah. just that's a long life man you just yeah I I I'd be afraid I'd be like. A bitter old man like Dracula in the Castlevania yep. uh, anime series, just like ugh, I'm too tired I mean, enough, of shit. Enough, enough of a regular length of life will make you that. <laughs> once okay. you ex- 
so you know like yeah it's uh but yeah so so i i'm gonna try to finish finish that but i did finally beat the final boss and and that definitely took me i don't know like probably like 20 tries or something because it was it was an epic epic boss battle It, it it was like going through two full um levels of the game and then and then after the two full levels then you have the final boss battle right. so yeah it, it was it's and and as far as what like with with pat uh with you know the the hyper like drifter or whatever um yeah like i i wonder if he's ever uh, it doesn't look it doesn't look um like ridiculously hard like yeah i i i could see where you know there is a bit of a challenge but you know, yeah, if you recognize patterns, you recognize attack, yeah. strength, uh, speed, and even reach of your enemies, like, you know, I mean, th- th- this is something that, yeah, it'll be, it's probably a little bit frustrating, but yep. you can, you can get through it. Yeah, yeah, it would. Stop being a bitch. Yeah, and, and there, you know, like, there's some, there's some areas where you're having to go through it quickly because there's things flying that you've got to learn the pattern of and dodge through them you know, dodge through them and all that. And dude, you just, you see that, you see that crow holding a big long sword and it's just mm-hmm. the cutest damn thing. <laughs> like it's like, it's just, it's so, it's just such like everything about that game is just so well done. Right. So yeah. But, um, so yeah, there, there's that. And then, um, I haven't played a whole lot of it, but I did play some of the, uh, campaign of, um, back for blood um oh you get you got the you got access to the beta yeah yeah it's in in game pass oh yeah so yeah it's yeah it's in game pass so i played some of that and i'm really enjoying it so far um i don't really super left for dead vibes i i've watched gameplay video of it oh yeah but uh yeah i yeah so, I mean, yeah, obviously, that. it's made by the original creators of Left 4 Dead, so they're finally yeah. getting a chance to. But they, but it, it looks like they're even like one of the things about the original Left 4 Dead is obviously you got like the same weapons. Like mm-hmm. there's not a good lot of variety of weapons, but it looks like yeah. there's a ton of variety here. Oh yeah, there like the, there's a there's an area where you can go and so like it kind of, you have a hub world where you're in a you're in a camp and um, there's people in the camp that you talk to for whatever specific things and then outside of the outside of the indoor camp there's a there's a um shooting range and then there's like three or four tables they they had to have to to have all the weapons laid out and then they're all on the wall and everything Mm -hmm. and then you can pick through each each specific gun then also has like this, 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 this attachment for this part, this, 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 this attachment for this other part. And like, you know, like, clip. Wow. so it's clip, barrel, stock. And there's like, like five or six different versions of each of those pieces. Uh, some more actually. And then, yeah, they've probably got like, I don't know, like at least... I don't know. It's it's an insane amount of guns, but yeah, you like if you when you go in there, you can see them all laid out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they because they've got like I think ten pistols alone, and there's like three or four different kinds of shotguns and a couple submachine guns and you know like everything. 
but yeah, it's there's it's literally as many weapons as you'd see in a Call of Duty game. Very like, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, and and so yeah, I'm enjoying that a lot. Um, and then I I finally I was like, you know what? I've really been excited for this game since we heard about it a long, long time ago. And then it came out to PC, and I was like, dang it, I wish it would come to console. But we finally got Splitgate, and I played it, and I just absolutely just instantly fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. It just feels like Halo like nothing else does. And then having wow. those portals on top of it is just just made just sweeten the deal for me. Like I I've been absolutely just loving that game. It just feels so good shooting. It feels just like Halo does, like okay. as far as how well they got the shooting down. Um, you're, you know, and it's the same thing. You can zoom in on some guns, but, but like you're wanting to just, you know, aim your, your, your crosshair over people's heads and try to get those headshots as quick as possible. And, and, uh, you know, zoom in when you need to. And they've got, you know, just like Halo, they've got rocket launchers. They've got these guns that shoot these big, like massive plasma, like beam that just instantly kills whoever, you know, melts whoever, it, it touches and and then you've got you know like all these kind of fun submachine guns and you know everything it's just it basically is a halo clone but with with portal the portal gun on your pretty much on, yeah like halo and portal mixed like someone yep. decided to blend the two together which it, it works really well and it's super fun when you shoot a portal somewhere and then some guy is running at you and he's going to shoot you and you quick shoot a portal on the wall and then he doesn't know where you were popping out mm-hmm. turns out you were popping out right behind him and then <laughs> you get him and it's just Wild. like uh, yeah it's does this it's have so a, does this have a single player mode at all or is it just multiplayer only um i believe it's multiplayer only okay. um because yeah i don't i don't see i don't foresee anything you know campaign wise I mean, you know, who knows? They might have something, you know, down the line. Like, you know, now look at. Well, I mean, it's not completely a campaign, but you have that that new game coming out that's in the PUBG world, you know. Right. But, but I don't. I, yeah, I don't think. I don't think they plan on having a campaign right now. But it's just, you know, it's just one of those games that definitely like it was a good move to put on PC first because. You know, like that that's where those kind of games strive is on as on PC, those multiplayer games like that. So mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm I'm glad it came to console and yeah, definitely if you're a first person shooter or you like you know, like Halo multiplayer, it's it's definitely worth giving it a shot. I guarantee you'll enjoy it. There's you know, it's missing a lot of polish, but um but I mean it's it's not awful. It's just it's just that you can tell that it's not it's not a very, very big, you know, budget game. You know, it doesn't okay. have a halo. It doesn't have a halo, you know, money behind it or whatever. But, but yeah, it, it works perfectly in what it does. So, so yeah, the, there's that. And then the the last thing I've I've kind of just been just hopping around on a couple little games here and there. But um, I you know played played a little Fortnite and stuff just finishing that out with some friends that's that's one of my game the games i play with friends um but yeah that's that's pretty much it so but yeah there's there's a bunch of things cool oh, actually 
the um ah what crap there was something else uh whatever we'll we'll move on from it i i forgot now there's there's a bunch literally a bunch of games i played that i should have wrote down because i can't that's right but yeah so all right yeah um the only other thing i wanted to say before we uh talk about this uh the id at xbox um showcase stuff that we had is um you know obviously if you're listening so uh episode 150 and uh you know it's i've i haven't been hosting for a super long time but you know like i'll be honest as it as it goes on i think i'm enjoying it enjoying it more and feeling you know not feeling quite as uh you know worried about things and stuff but i think you know like as as long as we uh keep like a normal like a somewhat normal cast too it's much easier right you know like when it's not always someone different and you know consistency is key and that's what kind of keeps people coming back is like you know um if you know the same schedule like they know when to expect the episodes coming out they know who to expect the majority of the time on the on the episodes you know um there's probably screaming Jesse fans out there, out there that are just like clamoring to hear your voice, you know, yeah. and if all of a sudden they show up to listen to an episode where Jesse's not on and it's some dude named Stoy and some dude named Chris, what is this about? You know, like, <laughs> so, but yeah. I mean, uh, understandably, obviously we all have lives, so it's, yeah. you know, sometimes we can make things, sometimes we can't, but um, yeah, consistency is key and that's why like I'm, I'm honored you guys thought of me to bring yeah. me on because, you know, I mean, I, I, I love Xbox, obviously I love the Xbox series of games and, uh, I, I love the future of where it's going and I'm yeah. just kind of glad to be part of a podcast where we can just continually celebrate it and rub it in other people's faces. Yeah. And, you know, and like, it's it, the one thing I just was, uh, was kind of, you know, kind of talk about is I just, you know, like for me personally, I, I just, you know, I've been on Pow Block, um, you know, and I've, I've did that, you know, was doing that with Corey and Ed for a while. And I, you know, and I loved doing that because it sounds like there's like a wait list for Pow Block. Everybody wants to go and talk about Nintendo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, like there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people who really enjoy Nintendo. And I, you know, and I, I do, they're a cult. They're a cult. (laughs) Yeah, I was, I, we had Logan on our podcast earlier today. He's uh, part of the Boss Rush <laughs> Network too. Yeah, and uh, he says, "Yeah, Nintendo fans are a cult." And I'm like, "Oh, absolutely. They will. You know, it's like Nintendo comes out. Hey, we have an OLED screen on our on our Switch, and everyone's like, oh, praise Nintendo.' But it's like yeah. OLED screens are like the PlayStation Vita has an OLED yeah. screen. That system's ten yeah. years old. Way to go, yeah. Nintendo." Yeah, I'll, I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. That was like probably one of the most disappointing announcements, and for me because I I really wanted something that was a little bit more powerful. Just so I, because I, you know, and go I to bossrush.net. Go to bossrush.net. Yeah. I yeah. typed in, I ty- wrote an article that said top ten things missing from the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Yeah. I could have came up with a lot yeah. more, but that's. Yeah. I, I narrowed it down to a top 10 and it's like, they still didn't fix their Joy-Con drift issue. They still don't have uh in, you know, chat rooms. So you can't yeah. chat with your friends yeah. on the, on the switch itself. You have to download an app or whatever. 
to a whole slew of other things. But yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a Nintendo fan. Don't get me wrong. I have a Nintendo yeah. Switch. It's right there in front of me. Well, and, yeah. You yeah, know, I mean, and I, for, and I love playing Nintendo games and stuff like that. But you, you got to give them shit every now and then. Like you guys, you guys are behind the curve a bit. Well, and I, you know, and the, and that's the thing is like they they always have been, and and it wasn't. And as they're still big, successful. Yeah. It, still well, successful. It, well, the the part of it is, is it wasn't that big of a deal for quite some time, but now the way that technology has boomed, it's it's just it's like it stands out like a you know like an eyesore. So it's you know like I I. I still am going to play my my switch and and I still do you know like you were talking about your power being out uh, a couple of years ago we had that issue and me and my son literally propped the switch up on on the table and we sat there playing Mario Mario Kart because we didn't have power and that was that was the only entertaining oh yeah well, the, the, the 25 hours I didn't have power that's basically what I did was I played uh, I played the great Ace attorney on my switch so yep. yeah yeah. So yeah, I mean, they're you know like the yeah, I'm not I'm not knocking them at all. It's just uh, yeah, there's just some just some things that that you gotta just, give them shit for. Yeah, give them shit for it. That I feel like they they need to make some better decisions. But mm-hmm. but who am I to say? I mean, they're they're making so much money. It's yep, exactly crazy. But but yeah, that's yeah, pow block. Go go listen there if you want more some more positive talk about. Yeah. <laughs> no. But so yeah, but I you know like I I just like for me though Xbox, you know I was I was loving, you know like even even at its at its worst times I w- you know like I was bummed, you know like that we didn't have you know as many games coming in or, you know like. Honestly, I'll be honest. Some of the things that happened were because of backlash. Um, that actually, you know, in the overall, you know, it's probably best for the business. But I was kind of like, "Hey, guys, shut up! <laughs> I I actually like my Connect. Now I don't have it anymore because of you. Thank you for complaining about it. <laughs> you know, like no kidding. The Connect had such promise, and then all of a yeah. sudden, like, no yeah. one liked it." No yeah. one liked it, and then now and then they got rid of it, and I'm kind of like, "Few guys, why don't you just shut your dumb mouth? Don't get it then. <laughs> don't get the connect. Don't play the stuff on it. I want to play the stuff on it." <laughs> I mean, ultimately, in the end, they yeah. they're dictated by sales numbers. So yeah, when they exactly. see like no one's buying the connect exclusive games, then they're like, "Okay, yeah. well, maybe maybe it's not yeah. worth it." Same thing happened with the PlayStation Move. Same thing happened with you know, obviously Nintendo's focus on waggle physics for their games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, and I get it, but it's it's just funny because you you see a lot of the uh, the technology that was in that connect being used in some pretty interesting ways still to this day. You know, like um, I well, I forget what podcast I was listening to. They were talking about um the uh, Spider Man the Spider Man experience at um at, is it disney or universal or whatever i think it was disney there's like a they have like disney a, a spider-man experience and and um essentially the the tech behind doing the 3d capturing and everything so the game interacts with what you're doing is is uh is a connect 
<laughs> so I think it was I think it was on uh, podcast unlock the um, IGN's Xbox podcast. But I was just like, oh, that's that's weird. But, you know, I just because, I, yeah, I just was like I said uh, earlier, I, I just I'm a tech person like I loved I just loved like the idea of it and it was just so cool like the the whole like frame wire like you know character thing that would move on the screen it was just it was interesting and it was just a lot of fun for me but but yeah so like i just being on this show it, like for me i you know like i said i've been loving xbox even in its uh worst times and uh you know, and I, I, it's just really nice to see the the direction that they're going in now, and and uh, and definitely yeah, the like commitment, that. the commitment to bringing good first party titles because, <clears throat> admittedly, Xbox One was kind of lacking in that department compared to, yeah, you know, uh, the PlayStation Four, and I mean, PlayStation Four is going all in on their AAA mm-hmm. titles, and it's still good. And this is a good segue into our next topic. It's still good to see. Microsoft having a really big commitment to its indie developers because, mm-hmm. you know, that's really kind of what drives a lot of people to your, to your system too. Like if obviously the bigger the library, the more people are going to show up. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. And so, yeah, just to end the, and kind of end this and we'll move along here. I just wanted to also say thank you, you know, to everyone who listens, you know, like I'm, I, I understand. I'm sure I can be annoying sometimes, but you know, like I'm, you know, I'm glad I'm glad you're here for the ride with us and just, you know, celebrating and and uh, loving to hear and talk about Xbox because, you know, like I said, there's honestly none of the other shows that I would that I would fit into as much as as this one. So right, but so yeah, so we'll. We'll move on here to uh, talk about this uh, great indies show, the ID at Xbox showcase that that they had on Twitch. Um, so it was hosted by Blind Gamer Steve and Strawberry Seventeen, which obviously are both uh, some popular streamers. I'm I'm sure maybe people who are listening to this have have never heard of them. I nope. I mean. I mean, I, I admittedly, yeah. I don't follow streamers that much. So yeah. it's like the, if these people are popular, good for them. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, it's just one of those things. I guess I, I don't, I don't follow streamers really. Yeah. And honestly, the, the information I know about these streamers is more, has been more through osmosis of just like being like paying attention to certain things. And I've just come across them before and, right, yeah. you know, and like, and like, I I'll be honest, like I I I I came across Blind Gamer Steve, and I was kind of just you know just the, obviously like the fact that he he is blind but is still playing games. Like I knew it obviously that meant it had to be uh, a form of where he can still kind of see, but mm-hmm. legally you know there's a legal definition for a certain period of of how much you can see that you are considered blind. Right. But like, but still, that doesn't matter. Is it's still a, it's still a makes things very much more challenging because I don't I don't like when I'm not wearing my glasses and and I'm trying to play something because it looks so bad and I just can't see the detail mm-hmm. and it, it's it makes things way more difficult, especially when you're playing first person shooters. <laughs> yeah. But 
but you know, so I kind of looked a little bit into him just because I was, I was interested in, you know, and everything and, and learning a little bit more about, you know, the situation, what he, you know, what he's kind of trying to do, because, you know, that's the, that's the good thing is, I mean, if you do get into streamers, uh, there's a lot of them out there who, who are, you know, they're doing what they love to do, but there's also a lot that they're doing. Like you guys talked about, you know, doing your, the stream to, to try to raise money and stuff. And there, there's a lot of that great stuff that goes on in the gaming community that, mm. that, you know, we will hear about in passing a lot of time, but I feel like honestly, a lot of times it doesn't get enough focus, but, um, so yeah, yeah like I thought they did a good job though of hosting the show and stuff. Admittedly, um, I, I just Googled this because I was, or I just YouTube this because I was, I was kind of curious. Um, if you go to a blind gamer, if you go to him on YouTube, he has a YouTube channel. And uh, you can actually view some of his past streams, but he actually does a has a seven minute video of like what he sees when he's playing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, admittedly, I, I'm not listening to it right now, but it's um he goes into a dive of like, you know, this is what it looks like when I'm playing a game. And mm-hmm. it's kind of eye opening because like, you know, his vision quality is like two over 200 or something like that, yeah. Yeah. which is wild yeah. to think about. But, um, you know, yeah, like it's. Everything is just very blurry. He can still yeah. see, but like detail is like he can't he can't see or appreciate detail. Yeah. And that's just I mean, it's one of those things like there's some games where it's like if you have to read, you can't read. You, yeah. I mean, you can't because yeah. the letters are completely illegible. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, and like, I mean, it makes sense that they, you know, like Xbox kind of picked you know him because they you know i feel like those i think they're they've probably been working with him and people like him and you know a lot of different people and trying to work with you know making well especially games. one particular game that's mentioned in the id at xbox oh show. yeah oh yeah which i'm really super interested in because yeah. That, yeah and we'll talk about that but yeah so yeah they so they hosted um and then i so i wrote down like all the games i don't know if we just go th- just uh, I list them off and then if there's something you want to talk about uh that you know like a game that you're in particular are interested in just just let me know just stop yeah me. for sure so but, all, uh, right, all right so yeah so Lightyear frontier was one of the first games we've seen um this is like a, a farming kind of like it seemed a lot like uh, what's the the one game that had done really bad and then then they they made it a lot better and stuff. No and Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah, No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah. It's like similar to that kind of, but but on Earth and they just like repurpose vehicles to make these mechs and stuff. It looked yeah, and it's it's a farming simulator. Yeah, it's a farming simulator with uh, base building, kind of a little bit of tower defense and yeah, yeah. mechs. Yeah. Like who who thinks like you know what would make this farming game simulator really good? Mechs. <laughs> yeah. Mechs made out of tractors. Because yeah. the one red one, it looked the front of it looks like a like a tractor, the front of a tractor. Yeah, right. Uh, they show on it. So uh, it's like your tractor could have did that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then uh the wandering village was the next game, and this was a really interesting kind of again, a farm simulator. But you're like on the back of this, like these moving massive creatures. Yeah, the wandering village. Yeah. 
And then we were talking about Portal earlier. <laughs> this game gave me some real Portal vibes. Lab Rat, and, yeah. Yeah, Lab Rat. Like, I'm like, okay, I... I just because I love Portal so much and like the there's some of that humor and stuff in there. I'm like I definitely wanna wanna play this. Um, RPG. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because it has that oh, same kind of like sentient computer. Yeah. Voice like overhead yep. that's got kind of like the cheeky humor a bit. Yeah. Yep. And it sounds like the game actually tailors tailors itself to your choices and your gameplay. Like yeah. It, in the trailer, there was like sections of like where it would ask you a question and then you answer and then it'd say, okay, I will tailor the experience for you. So yeah. I imagine there's a little bit of customization in terms of what you like or what you were into. Mm-hmm. Sounds yeah. Kind of- and it, yeah. And, and, and obviously, yeah, it's a puzzle building or a puzzle solving game. So yeah, it was, yeah, yeah it looked really interesting and I was definitely interested. Um, the next one um, was RPG time, the legend of right. I want to hear you try to explain this game. So this game is essentially uh, like the mix between uh, Mario or Paper Mario, (laughs) Paper Mario, your diary and (laughs) your literal diary. uh, Yeah. yeah, Your literal diary and, and like a Dungeons and Dragons uh, D and D uh, campaign. (laughs) And, I don't know. And uh, Game Maker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it's really interesting. Like, I loved the whole, like, construction, or, like, parts of it were even, like, pop-up books and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, when they you'd turn the page, it would be, like, the stuff would pop up. It was very much, yeah, like, uh, more, I would say probably more like the Yoshi's Crafted World or something like that. Um, right, yeah. Where it yeah, had it looks kind of interesting because you're playing as a high school student and you're in school doodling in your yeah. notebook, and yeah. you're making you're making a game. Yeah. And basically, that's the objective. Is like you're trying to make this RPG game, and you're trying to make it by the end of the day. So it's yeah. just it just boggles me. Like, what are some gameplay elements of this? Like, is it like an over the top hack and slash? Is it kind of like cutscene animated, uh, narrative driven ga- kind of game? Like. There's yeah. so many different game mechanics in this that it's like it's hard yeah. to explain. That's why I was yeah. kind of curious to hear like how you would try to explain it. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely like a mix of yeah. It's almost like the like a RPG if an RPG game was was a Mario Party game, <laughs> like where you've yeah, got right. all different kinds of of ways gameplay styles coming into play for different sections of the game. But yeah, it, it looked really cool and interesting. And then we got uh, some more uh, new story footage and character editing and stuff like that for uh, Ali Ali World, which um, I played a little bit of the first one. Um, you know, like it was it was cool, uh, like a really cool idea and interesting enough. I just never really kind of stuck with it. Mm-hmm. But I, I have to admit, I do I do think I like this more just because you can kind of the way you can like you know, create your own character. And it seems like they had a lot of of stuff to kind of change, you know, on your character and edit, really create a fun character. So, yeah. And yeah, you could also change like your writing style. So like there's multiple yeah. different options that you could change of like how you make your jumps, how you make your ollies and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cause I think they, yeah, they said that you could kind of almost create your own, not really create your own, uh, 
moves but like yeah you can kind of create your own style yeah 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 it's it's kind of cool so like the amount the level of customization you could go as deep and in depth as you want to really make that character yours and set it apart from everybody else well and you know and like honestly that's that's the beauty of an indie game right like yeah it doesn't have to be this massive like like super realistic looking game and in turn that allows them to really have fun with the mechanics of the game itself mm-hmm. uh, you know and that and yeah like that's a perfect example of just an in-depth you know amount of stuff that you just wouldn't see in and many uh big titles or triple a games so yeah um, this next one, I, like I apps, I don't know about you, but I absolutely loved the the look of this one. But the it was inked, a tale of love. Yeah, looks and really the, cool. Yeah, like it was just like if you were to look at an artist, you know, a lot of artists will have like a sketchbook of like where they'll just do everything is just in pencil, kind of or whatever. And I, like those are ideas that maybe will turn into something that they paint or whatever down the line. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it's like the whole thing is is done on on just an art book and just with pencil or whatever, and you know, little, little splashes of color here and there. But but yeah, it was just really funny. Like when you see that real person hand come in at the end, and then like with the pen and is you know doing stuff, and so it's like it's like you have these characters who've who've had a story written for them, but then you know the hand of God comes in and kind of messes with with everything and and right. yeah it looked really cool so i'm definitely interested in that one um and then next uh was sam and max save the world remastered so um i i think i did play one of the sam and max games um i'm not super familiar with it for me well, it was such a long time ago because this game came out like I think about like 20 years ago like a long time yeah, ago it was on the original xbox wasn't it yeah yeah because I, I i remember playing something on the original xbox but yeah like i i mean i 2006 that's when this game came okay. out okay okay so okay. kind of 20 years old yeah maybe more like yeah. 17 or 16 or something yeah <laughs> but but i mean like i've i've always i've always found the characters kind of interesting you know like some some of those characters in some games you know are are less annoying than others and i i think they were definitely one of the more or less you know like the actual they were actually interesting and kind of funny and stuff um mm-hmm. i believe they're also on that the uh the poker game with uh portal and or with uh gladys and and stuff like that i think i think one of them was wasn't he i don't remember I, I uh, can't remember. So yeah, it, originally this game was developed by Telltale Games. This was probably one of their first games they ever yeah. developed. And uh, yeah, apparently uh, some of the former developers created a new studio. Yeah. And I guess they ended up getting the license because when Telltale closed in 2018, yeah, they just released all their licenses. Basically, yeah. that was part of the sale. So I think yeah. some of the old developers like basically bought this license and took it and decided to remaster it. So. It's cool. Which is yeah, which is cool. Honestly, I you know, like we you know, we do have I mean there you know, we're seeing a, a lot of these kind of games come back, you know, Ratchet and Clank and 
and all that and, and honestly there's a there's still a lot of space for those kind of uh animated kind of style games like that so well yeah because as i mean as fast as like video game technology is growing like you know you're, you're leaving behind a lot of games in the dust that just don't look the greatest like yeah. you know the, the even the transition from crt tvs to like you know 1080p flat screen you know lcd screens mm-hmm. whatever and then, yeah. then you got the 1080p jump to 4K, and then pretty soon we're going to see 8K, yeah. you know, and it's like, you know, the technology is going to continue to kind of go fast. Yeah. And a lot of games are going to be left in the dust unless they kind of get, you know, treatments like these. Yeah, and, and well, and this is kind of a side tangent, but like, I mean, you know, and a little bit different, but, you know, like the the South Park games have always been pretty prevalent like i um, i loved the the first person shooter one that was in uh on 64 on the 64 yeah, <laughs> yeah we used to, i used to play that all the time I, but they're you know like the, they i just said le- recently learned about how they're making their own uh develop developing team to make their yeah game. they signed on to oh. they signed on to make 14 short films and yeah they created their own development studio so they're working on the next game so, yeah. which I, I mean, I assume, I hope it's going to be some sort of like, you know, something like, you know, fractured but whole or, you know, stick of yeah. truth or whatever. So, yeah. Though I would like to see, see a Team America game. That would be cool. I would love to see that. <laughs> like, like doing the full on Call of Duty, but with these puppet characters. Oh, I and like that just so much. totally just lay, laying into it the, the, the humor and just like, oh my God, that would be hilarious. <laughs> I was yeah. But, I was gonna say I was. I I, I almost wish they would have made a sequel, but to that movie. Yeah. But I I mean I still love yeah. the first one for what it is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. There's the, obviously they have plenty of ideas in that that brains of yeah. their brains that they could they could probably come up with a completely brand new I you know uh ip and and it would just instantly be a hit because the, like talk about some just super talented people like those guys are just ah oh, man well i mean just the fact that you know it's like the the show has been running for what 20 yeah 20 years now uh, yeah. 21 years now probably a yeah, little bit on, longer than that they're on over 30 seasons it's just it, it's just crazy to think that you know th- i mean they're always like obviously good humor and you know current kind of current trend humor so like they're making fun of the world right now as we see it so there's no shortage of content for them to kind of rip on so um you know they could keep making this series as long as they can but yeah they got a lot of money for this deal from viacom yeah well and you know not not back to the xbox showcase yeah going off on a tangent yeah all right so the next the next game uh was planet of lana i believe it was uh named planet of lana yeah and um i, I can't off of the top of the head it's i'm blank because there is so, literally there was uh 29 games that were showed shown at this thing um i so i don't know if you remember this one in particular at all no i don't they must no. have uh they must have shot through this one because uh I don't remember this one. I, yeah, I think that was the that was the scene where they showed like a clip of like a bunch yep. of different. Yeah. 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 And then uh, and then after that it was Sable, 
um, which, you know, like we've already seen this, but we just got to see a little kind of a little clip segment more of mm-hmm. it. And yeah, this is that one that's again, kind of like a, like feels it's like a drawn, dr- like an open world, but it's all like sketched, you know, with like a pencil, it almost looks like it, you know, on like a, like a, uh, I don't know, like a, not an off white, like off white paper or something like that. It looks, I, I, I guess kind of maybe like an old uh, PC monitor, like mm. back in the day, you know, like where there's, it's just very minimal uh, and almost no color. Um, but yeah, it's, I played the, I played the beta of that and, and it's, it's definitely an interesting game. <laughs> it like, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's cool. It has a lot of interesting things about it, but, okay. um, mad streets was the next one. And this is like, your kind of like, uh, I don't know, those, those fall guys and, or, or get like, kind of like your gang beasts and and those kind of games but it was more of like almost quasi uh streets of rage like kind of characters that you play as um okay it looked it looked interesting enough um the next one was button city and i i god i, I don't remember a whole lot about this one either um, that's the thing. There's ones that just really I was interested in. I remember something about, but yeah, she dreams elsewhere was another one where it was like a that was like kind of like a flower or like a journey type game. I think. Mm-hmm. I yeah. 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 This. Yeah. A this lot. Was... A lot of these were kind of like quick shots, and I was like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, me personally, I didn't want to like research all of them individually, but mm-hmm. you know, I think it was like a it, there. There's a video you can follow where it's like, yeah, Xbox just hits you with like ten of these. Yeah. Little shorts. And then, yeah, and then the the next one was uh, Project Wingman, and I believe this I don't remember, but I think this was uh, the one. If I'm not mistaking it, with something else, I think this was the one that was kind of similar, almost to um like a what's like beats me, man. <laughs> hydro thunder and like games like that where it's like an arcadey racer kind of thing but okay. you were but you play as as airplanes you I play think, as airplanes i think that's what it was if i'm okay. not mistaken but yeah it kind of it kind of looked like an arcade version of a you know i don't know if you remember the old games g-lock yeah g-lock afterburner kind of stuff like yeah that, so. yeah yeah and it was like i think it was like you could play multiplayer with friends and stuff but yeah. Um the next one was one that I that we had seen before and I've been super excited and waiting for here uh Loot Runner. So this was the one where you're playing as like this odd like or this like character that's almost like westerny kind of style looking but he's mm-hmm. got the uh the bird like that mask thing I think on or or maybe he is actually like a bird character. Um and then you're you're kind of like it's a kind of somewhat of a top i think there was some areas that were top down um or or like at a different angle where and it's it's a lot of like solving puzzles and trying to like kind of move around fast and take out you know enemies and things as you're you're moving along but it like the whole idea if i remember correctly of the game was moving pieces 
like to connect together and then you have to be on certain pieces as you're moving your character to kind of progress through the maze like kind mm-hmm. of thing to to get to the the loot you know at the end so it's kind of almost like a like a cave or or like type kinds of things and like sewer like looking areas and stuff yeah that 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 game i thought looked pretty pretty interesting um the next one was solace state i don't remember a whole lot about this one either i just actually googled that one that one was the um cyberpunk uh um, yes narrative choice uh what, what do they call those um narrative like interactive books or something like that i don't know what they call it but yeah it's basically yeah, yeah just all like relationships conversations choices yeah blah yeah. blah blah yeah which there's you know graphic, it's not, def- no, not graphic novels keep going yeah it, it's definitely one of those that will appeal appeal to there you know there'll be a nice big chunk of people that visual appeal novel to. visual novel yeah visual novel that's what i'm thinking of yeah so i just remember like the the word solace and then underneath it like in all weird design state being underneath it that's all i remember is the title screen Uh, all right and then the next one was soup pot which this is an another game that we've all we've already seen uh at a prior uh xbox show um they they actually had a pretty good uh um section where they talked to the creators and really went in depth on this game it's it's your like game about it's yeah it's it's a cooking game it's a cooking sim type kind of game um that what do you make in this game you're dealing with like all kinds of like uh uh, you make soup well i think yeah i think there's there's a game there's a game about soup Well, it's, I mean, it's, I, it's listen, I, I love indies. I love independent developers. I love the creativity that they come up with. Yeah. And just like, you know, God, they make these games with like these crazy mechanics, yeah. these crazy little like genre bending things. And then all of a sudden a game like this comes out where it's like, hey, make some soup. Well, so. so yeah, I know you can make other food. Yeah, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> This God. might go over some people's head, but the one thing I remember from when they had their their big deep dive thing with the with the devs is is they actually added a. Um, How do you deep dive a game like this? Hey, what do you do in this game? Yeah, you make well, soup. Well, let's because, talk about making soup. Well, you know, you put a bunch of water in a bucket or a pot, and then <laughs> you know you cook it, and then you throw other ingredients in it. You can throw tofu in it. You can throw vegetables in it. You can throw meat in it. Like, so yeah, they, they well they deep dive because they they focus on like where the um like the tradition and stuff that that she put in the game and stuff because the because you know the Japanese culture and and stuff like that and you know like they they talked about some of that but like she she gave a spoiler and said there is one of the achievements a spoiler oh my yeah. God. oh wow jeez no spoiler. don't t- don't she tell left. me anymore don't no, tell me spoiler. anymore don't spoil spoiler. the game for me. Spoiler, spoiler is she left the soup out too long <laughs> it's spoiled <laughs> no the she's like she's like there is a there is a um you can get an achievement uh, the, for the five second rule so you can drop food on the ground and then you can pick it up and put it in the soup <laughs> i mean that's kind of that's kind of cool but geez yeah why do we have a game where you can make soup <laughs> i don't know I mean, they 
that's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, hey, well, think about it. You, you know, you don't look at how expensive it is to buy ingredients to make it in real life. You can just spend like $15. Soup isn't that expensive. Come on. Come on. Don't even go there. Soup is not that expensive. <laughs> I mean, right. It depends on how fancy you want to get. But yeah. Yeah. Um, the the next game was uh, in uh, Ink Illuminati. Ink Illuminati. I imagine it's Illuminati. Whatever. Yeah, but Ink. Yeah. So yeah, this was a there a lot of games about like you know like withdrawing and art you know like the art style type kind of you know stuff being the focus in this this one. But yeah, this, this was reminds like, me of that uh, Procession to Calvary game. That I was yeah. playing recently with the whole okay. uh, Renaissance paintings. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's very much like that. It's a very like just yeah, interesting and obscure kind of stuff. And yeah, it it looked looked interesting enough. I'll, I'll be honest, it it kind of kind of caught my eye, but I I don't know if it ultimately would be something for me. But, well, yeah. Uh, so I mean, what kind of game would tear you away from soup pot? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Lot, something that something's got to be a, a lot more of these games. Hey, pot. telling you right now, soup pot game of the year. Get <laughs> out of here. Year. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one was Anvil Vault Breakers, um, and this was like a a twin stick kind of uh, like shooter almost, but like I don't know there was. There's some things about about this that stood out to me where I I kind of was interested. I twin stick shooters. It's like a lot of times it feels like they're a dime a dozen. Oh yeah, there's um, I mean this is an oversaturated market. I think sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But this one I actually like there there was enough like kind of stuff to it that that just made me interested. You know, like every once in a while that will happen with me. Like we're just Something that that just normally I would ignore or whatever, will just for whatever reason something will just kind of catch my eye and and have me interested in it. So, so yeah, like I'm, like soup pot. Yep. Yep. Man, I'll I'm be, gonna be making fun of you. That, yeah, I can't. I can't wait. The whole to, episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a 24 hour stream of soup pot. <laughs> I, I I will I will drive up to your house and I will break your TV <laughs> if I see that. Do not. <laughs> well, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> the, the next game was Paparazzi, which is essentially uh, dogs or Pokemon Snap, but like uh, just dogs and like, you know, wherever they're, uh, whatever they're doing, whether they're sitting somewhere. Or... You can play fetch with them. Yes. You can make them, you can put a cheeseburger in their mouth and you can yep. make them eat it. You can give them eyelashes. Um, can, yeah, you can give them eyelashes. <laughs> dog, you know, you could dog sunglasses. You could put them out on a raft, yep. and you take pictures of them with different filters. I mean, come on, <laughs> better than yeah. soup pot. Yeah. <laughs> Snapchat, eat your heart out. No, <laughs> and then the next, the next one was uh, Eon Drive. And now this this game was like one of those that I was just like, okay, I'm really interested in this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they showed a good chunk of like gameplay and stuff, and uh, and it's like a cyberpunk style, uh, like a fast paced, 
platformer like you know you see like uh, it was one that was built for people who love speed running uh games like platformers mm-hmm. uh and and they so i just kind of wrote this down because i i feel like most people wa- that were watching this were probably like uh, wait what this is a part two to something so yeah they they said this is actually uh takes place after dimension drive which is their first game um they said the the two games are completely different like you play that game and it's it's nothing like that original game but the story takes place after it Mm -hmm. and so i i was kind of like okay i kind of want to write that down just in case someone's interested but yeah dimension drive but yeah this like there is a really like i really really liked the whole idea of like you had this like blade that you throw and then it would stick into the wall and then it, you it's a teleporting blade so wherever you throw the blade you can then have it teleport you to where it is and so obviously like they'll they'll have like an easy path of uh, you know but it takes longer to get to the end or or a difficult path where you're having to use this blade and really be good at at hitting your shots of where you throw it and how you you know to land when to teleport and and all that so you don't get hit by an enemy the second you teleport there and and Sick. yeah it it just looked really really fun so yeah um then the next uh game uh was the big con and this was like a a fun like 90s style like reminded me of saved just, by the bell yeah it was like saved by the bell meets doug yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's a that, that that's a good mix actually yeah perfect and and then the, they have if you're uh remember the show um where in the world is carmen san diego um they have the the rockapella that that sang the theme song for where uh carmen san diego also uh did did the uh theme song for this game so oh cool i didn't know that that's neat yeah yeah, they they kind of bring it up in there, but I I had heard that before I watched this uh, that that some game had them doing the song the theme song for it, and I didn't really know what it was. And then I was watching this, I'm like, oh, that's the game that they that I heard about. And so yeah, I'm I'm interested in this just because like you know like 80s. Obviously, I was born in the 80s, but like 80s and 90s nostalgia. I mean. It's it's yeah, all there. I mean the mission the mission that you have you have to save your mom's uh, video rental store. Yeah. I mean you can't get any more nineties than that. Yeah. Yeah. It it is so great. Yeah, and like uh um Strawberry uh seventeen actually said she's like, This reminds me of a game that I would have rented from Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. I'm just like, Yeah, that's yeah, it's perfect. And then the the next game, which is the one we were kind of teasing earlier is the veil so this is an audio only game yeah and literally no i mean there's text prompts to it like if you go to the pause menu yeah but um not only do you have the story being told to you through dialogue and Mm -hmm. an overlord like narrator um but you also have like a narrator kind of telling you which actions to take Mm -hmm. you know swipe right move left hit the a button this like that and mm-hmm. even like navigating through the menu, I mean, this game literally caters to blind players. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, so you don't have to read anything. You don't have to. There's nothing even to see. All you see on the screen is basically like little 
little air bubbles like floating around. Yeah, it's like it's like smoke or fog almost. Yeah. Like on a gray. It's because it, like they when they showed it, it was like a gray background with just like like haze and like mm-hmm. white like fog and and yeah. smoke kind of just. And I think a lot of the, there's a lot of echo locations. So like if you're in an area and you need to move around, you actually yeah. follow the, follow the sounds a bit. So like you're you're moving yeah. around with the joystick, and you're following the source of certain sounds. Yeah. And, you know, you, you move until that sound gets louder and louder and louder. Then obviously the next cutscene happens. So, yeah, uh, this game was made in conjunction with the Canadian uh, Institute, um, uh, Canadian National Institute for the Blind. So that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. They're actually co-producing this. Yeah. And, and uh, this game is coming out that, this week, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, I'm I'm super interested because I like, you know, like the, there's there's. Everyone, I feel like everyone has had that time where you just like, you think to yourself, what would it be like? Like, just trying to put yourself in the shoes of, of someone, you know, with with some kind of disability like that. Mm. Like, just because you just can't when you when you're not missing something like, like sight, you just it's just not something you can really imagine. No, you, I mean yeah, even you just closing even. your eyes and trying to navigate around your house without opening them. Like, I mean, right. that, you know, I guess could partially, but, but, it, you know, like for this, it's, yeah, like I just really like that, that, that was just like really, cause I'm like, okay, like, so, so how is this going to work? And then, you know, as they're talking about it more and more, then you kind of learn, but yeah, just the idea of, and he said he like went full on with the, 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 um, the super, you know, high, you know, kind of, 160 he said uh sound quality and just really wants to make it that that you have to really turn to kind of hear where sounds are coming from to to navigate that 3d oral sound too especially i mean they obviously this game is going to be best played with headphones yeah so yeah for sure and i on my xbox i have i have uh uh dolby atmos on it so so yeah. like it already does that like that uh 3d kind of stuff but then it should hopefully help really well with that mm-hmm. that'll be a good that'll be a good game to test it on to really test it so so yeah that like that it sounds so awesome so i'm i'm super interested and and yeah the guy that made it actually was from the same uh city in canada that uh blind gamer steve actually was from as well and so oh, cool. they kind of had, you know, Steve was like, yeah, he's like, I can't wait. He's like representing, you know, my my town and stuff like that. So that Very was kind cool. of a cool, a cool chance, you know, for for that connection too with it and him being blind, literally being blind, too, which is, you know, even more so. But uh, so the next game that we got, we got a new like little a little bit more in depth kind of almost story trailer, I feel like of of origami 2 and um yeah I, they didn't i don't think they showed like really any gameplay in this one i think we got i mean it was it. in the form of cutscenes. yeah because yeah. i think we've seen some gameplay in the last time that it, this was shown um and i think this kind of just was focusing a little bit more in depth about like what what the game was going to be about um yeah i from what I remember, like this was something that I was kind of interested in and, in, you know, seeing how well it does, like, you know, the 
the samurai ninja type kind of stuff you know we've been getting some of that quite a bit um but i'll be honest still to this day one of my favorite games on nintendo was the kung fu game like i i loved that game (laughs) so Mm -hmm. like i'm all in i'm all for it that's why like uh i never really super got into the um from software games but but i absolutely love uh uh what's it called the the last game that they did the the with this the warrior and ninja and whatever but yeah so sekiro yeah sekiro yeah yeah so but yeah the all right and then the next game was pathfinder <clears throat> wrath of the righteous um this was definitely like your diablo kind of style game i think right like i i don't really play a whole lot of that kind of stuff um mm-hmm. i kind of did when i was into pc gaming like a long long time ago in my teens yeah Uh, but i don't really play a whole lot of that anymore but this did look really fun and cool so um no yeah i'm uh yeah it i mean sure yeah (laughs) i'm not in i'm not in the card-based battles battle games okay okay but to each yeah yeah i'm not super into card battle games really too much either except for like you know like the actual physical ones in person like i've you know like uh i don't know there's a couple of games card based uh games that i've played with friends get your cards out of my game just saying (laughs) like like everybody everybody always talks about coins in witcher 3 and i'm just like no i i I didn't play a single round of gwent in witcher 3 at all (laughs) didn't need to (sighs) yeah and that the next game was uh evil genius 2 and so like this is like your typical like i don't know like just weird weird uh chaotic you know kind of i don't i don't really know how to explain it but it's like just basically like chaotic evil boss simulator yeah yeah like yeah yeah like you're building like oh yeah imagine it's a little bit of tower defense at least from what i understand yeah yeah, it gave me some real minions like vibes kind of stuff. Right. But and then uh Stardew Valley is coming to Xbox. So this well, game it's is already, been it's out coming for... to Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass. Specifically, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, because I was gonna say, like, I thought this has been out for like a long time. But but yeah, I mean everyone seems to love this game. And again, this is a game that I think was literally only made by the one person, right? Yep, only one person. Yeah. yeah. So, man, <laughs> like, yeah, because they, they talk with them a little bit about it. Uh, uh, Strawberry does, and and uh, you know, like he's just like I, I could never have imagined it would be as big as it was. Like he he just talked about all shocked and and stuff, and yeah, to be one person making something, who knew that would be insane? Yeah, but. I mean, hey, man, you know, like, there's a reason there's a lot of people who love uh, Nintendo. I mean, you know, like, this is this is the kind of games that Nintendo is well known for. Like, you know, these kind of fun, you know, games like like Mother and and, you know, and and so, yeah, I mean, it honestly, I I know it doesn't matter because it's like you can release a game and just be completely overlooked but you can i mean you could be it's amazing that you could be one person 
and yeah. make a game. I mean, the chances of it being hugely successful are very slim. You know, not every not every one person developer is going to make a Stardew Valley with yeah. the same amount of popularity. But, you know, the, the, still the fact that you could be that, Yeah. you know, one person yeah. making one of the most popular games, indie games in recent history, you know, yeah. that could that could be you. Well, I mean, and if, I mean, if you want it to be. Yeah, well, and honestly, and I know like you have just a, a tiny bit of experience with this, but I mean, you know, just even uh, writing a book, like, you know, like, look, you could, there's so many books out there about, you know, like, you name it, but mm-hmm. like, just some of them end up just catching on with a lot of people. And, yeah. you know, like, that's not something that you can predict at all. Like, no, I, mean, I imagine, that, like I said, he didn't. When he was yeah. making this game, he was probably thinking, yeah, I think a few people will like this game. Yeah. <laughs> and the next one uh, was kind of an interesting uh, library of Ruina. Yeah. What are you? Uh, that's a library and simulator. Yeah, but it's like it's an RPG, like a, a turn-based. Like. Yeah, a, it's it's almost like a little bit of a card-based battle system too, as well. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, uh basically you're competing against other librarians for their books. Yeah. And then when you beat them, you put their books in your library. So you got the biggest <laughs> library in the neighborhood. Man, <laughs> yeah, it's it was... just like, okay, we go from like, hey, here's a game about soup. <laughs> and now here's a game about being a librarian. <laughs> There's something for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, literally like yeah, like I said, like now you know now and it just keeps getting more and more that there's just something and more and more people getting interested in gaming and Mm -hmm. you know and that's the thing is i mean you know like i i think it's awesome that there's just you just think of crazy things to to place your plot your story in and yeah and and go with it All right. The next one uh, was Space Lines from the Far Out. And so this was like a, yeah, like a space transit kind of game where you're like trying to upgrade your, 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 uh, like basically like a bus spaceship. Intergalactic Travel Company. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You're an intergalactic travel company and you're subjected to health inspectors to check out your stuff. And you got to bring your customers to their destinations on time. And you got to make sure everything's running smoothly. Um, Cause if you don't, your business will fail. Feed them possibly. Yeah. They, they talked about like, you can actually have like people that, that will go around and offering food and drinks and stuff to people. And yeah, it's like, it's like essentially like that game that a lot of people, you know, you'd hear about people playing when Uber was just first starting about what they would do in their vehicle to make theirs the the one that everyone wants to ride in, you know, like kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it's almost like that, but in a game in video game form. So and then the the last game that they showed off was Artful Escape. And this is a very weird and interesting game, but like what I gathered was in um basically you're like it's like a platformer where you're just going through the level playing guitar to like the different sounds that are in these multiverse that you're kind of traveling through. Yeah. You're trying to play as a character that wants to be this famous folk guitarist, wants to be this famous musician, but you know, lacks that 
you know, I, I guess it's one of those things. He doesn't have the confidence, so he needs to be. Um, apparently, Carl Weathers comes into the screen. Yeah. In the trailer, and he's like this rock god, or something like that. So he's supposed to find. He's supposed to be the muse. He's supposed to find his way. So, yeah, you're just like ripping on the guitar, like going through colorful platforming levels and sequences. It looks pretty cool. I mean, yeah, colorful, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of uh, those. Um, do you remember Rayman? Uh, yeah. The more recent Rayman, where like you get to those legends. Yeah, you get to those like runner moments where like you're playing a song as you're going through the level. That's what yep. this reminds me of. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It definitely has those kind. Yeah, those kind of vibes. Where it. Yeah, I'm. I'll be honest. I'm kind of interested in it just because, like, anytime you you focus on uh, music in a game, like, I'm I'm interested in seeing seeing what you kind of have to offer. So. Yeah. All right, and so yeah, so those are some of those games uh, that we talked about were in a different order, but um, they did they did. Uh, at one point talk with Sarah Bond um, about ID at Xbox and, you know, and they kind of just kind of went into a whole spiel of like how, you know, how people can join, uh, join their, their uh, service and, you know, like how they, how they help um, these indie developers kind of get their chance to be able to make, you know, make the games that they want to and, and kind of like their, you know, their dream games and, you know, actually, make them come to fruition obviously yeah. making an independent game can you imagine going to activision and being yeah. like hey i want to make a game where you make soup yeah <laughs> and then they're like that's It'd it like, what <laughs> that's it and they're like yeah that's the, that's it you just make soup does this does this soup have uh an arsenal of guns to pick yeah from, i was or? gonna say does this soup <laughs> explode yeah <laughs> so yeah, that, yeah um that's the beauty about independent development is you basically making the game on your own terms. Yeah, I mean, and Microsoft is just giving you the giving you the backing, giving you the funds, giving you the advertisements, and yeah. you know the ID program is actually pretty clever because she talks about it a little bit. She's like, all you have to do is fill out an application and submit a little bit of what you're working on, and yeah. Microsoft will sign off on it, you know, or maybe they won't, but yeah. you know they, they give you the option to like, yeah, we'll we'll help you. And with, you know, their marketing system, their discoverability on their storefront, uh, the sales, even the access to possibly Game Pass, like Xbox will take a small cut. Doesn't matter how, you know, successful you are, if you're successful or not, they take the same cut no matter what. And yeah, um, yeah obviously it benefits you in the long run because you get yeah. a little bit of a budget. Yeah. And so, and so like, as they were talking to her, you know, like talking about everything, there's kind of just a couple of key things that I just put in the extra info. So it's kind of our extra content uh, for today, for today's episode. So she said that over 2000 games were released through ID at, uh, at Xbox and, uh, so 2000 games and i mean this you know like this is a fairly newer service you know like yeah i mean it's been out i think for like five five years maybe a lot of indie games yeah so 2000 games and uh all together all the games that that have been released have made over two billion dollars in revenue so so that that's crazy so that's money mm -hmm. for the these developers 
that had developed these games. Um, and that's money for Xbox. I mean, bottom line, as as your publisher, obviously yeah. they're going to get a certain cut of that. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it's money for both sides, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm sure they've definitely, you know, like Microsoft got their money back and these these indie developers got the chance to make what they wanted and made money off of it, you know. Yeah, for sure. So and then um, some other things that she touched on is just kind of some little key, um, you know, data stuff. But um, that Game Pass uh, has seen eight times the amount of people playing playing uh, games on you know like through, games yeah playing their yeah playing the indie games and stuff the games that go on on the service um and she said that that game pass owners play 40 percent more games uh so just people who have that you know like we talk about it all the time like i have access to this game normally i would have just ignored it and been like whatever i don't know Mm-hmm. If I would like it enough to spend, you know, gamble the $30 or the $20 or whatever on this game. And so, I mean, it makes sense. Like, and then in turn, these, you know, these indie developers are getting a chance possibly to release another game. And, and then now, you know, like they hopefully will make more money the second time around. So, or even get, I mean, it's a resume builder too. Like imagine yeah. like, applying to a video game developer it's like oh hey what's what are your accolades you know what are some yep. of the projects you worked on well i was on part of this small indie team or whatever or i i solo developed this game you know yeah. and it's like yeah. all right cool you know that's yeah it's resume building too yeah those those are the kind of people that end up becoming like the the leads and like you know like these big like bethesda's or big you know massive uh you know gaming gaming uh industries yeah so yeah, because they're you know like you hear about these people that are just like, like just great, so great at what they do that they just create this massive, you know, company from it, you know, because they mm-hmm. they have, you know, they're just really good at what they do. So, and especially when you're developing everything by yourself, that means you literally know every piece of game creation, you know, too. Uh, and obviously it makes you a very important player in in a developing uh company so yep so yeah all right so yeah um i don't know so did you want me to just kind of read these off the game pass stuff yeah i mean i I can do that um a lot of these a lot of these games aren't coming exclusively to game pass um yeah a lot of them are kind of like you know they're they're launching on other platforms as well yeah so, mm-hmm. but uh, some of the some of the games are coming to Game Pass on day yeah. one. Like Aragami Two is coming to Game Pass, and that one's being released September seventeenth. Uh, Pathfinder: Wrath of the Righteousness, if you're into that sort of thing, uh, yeah. March two thousand twenty-two. Paparazzi doesn't even have a release date. Yeah, but uh, we're expecting that sometime soon. So yeah. that's going to be Game Pass release. Uh, Evil Genius Two, they say Q four twenty twenty-one. So sometime by the end of the year. Um, That'll be on Game Pass as well. Stardew Valley, obviously, they said fall. Yeah. Um, Library of Ruina, that game is out now, actually. Okay. Um, All right. So you can you can jump on that right now. Uh, space Lines from the Far Out, that's that intergalactic space travel taxi game. Uh, that one uh, doesn't have a release date, but I think they said like 2022. Um, okay. Oh no, they said sometime this fall. Okay. And uh, yeah, I just I missed some of them. Yeah. I missed some of them. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> and then um, Artful Escape is coming out on September 9th. That one's oh. coming out on uh, day one on Game Pass as well. So, nice. um, yeah, so it's a, uh, there's, I mean, I, I don't know who benefits more if it's the AAA developers or the indie developers when they go on Game Pass, but I think, honestly, it, it benefits being an indie developer going on Game Pass because that, mm-hmm. like you said, um, easier access for people who have the service to download your game and play your game and recommend that game to others. Um, and even like if that game were to leave Game Pass, which most uh, most of these games do, um, mm-hmm. you can just you, you can buy the game afterwards, you know, and obviously get a have to get a pretty decent discount afterwards. Yeah. And, you know, and like unfor- there's an there's an unfortunate side effect that's sl- like slowly starting to happen that happens unfortunately with anything once something gets more popular and there's more focus on something you start to have your negative stuff like i was the other day i was kind of going through game pass games and you know just kind of looking at them and i don't i don't always look into reviews and stuff like that because i kind of like to play stuff and find out for myself but i was looking at some games that i like a lot of people were loving um that are on game pass but then you had like a lot of people were giving it like a one star for seemingly no reason and then and then saying this oh this is the downfall of game pass and i'm like okay jesse you gotta remember this is this this is the the loud minority the very <laughs> not, minor, you know, very like, small minority yeah yeah so but it, but it, you know like that's that's the thing is like you obviously there's gonna be people who are gonna look at at indie games and think oh like that's not what i want well that's not for you but like you know like and that's fine if you don't you know like if indie games aren't your thing but but you are missing out if you're not playing indie games because there are some real experiences there that you will not find anywhere else i can guarantee you absolutely absolutely (laughs) i I used to be the same way some of the more some of the most enriching experiences i've had were from playing indie indie games you know like games made my small teams that just like give me more meaningful impact than you know big triple a titles yeah again my game of the year right now death's door a 20 dollar game it's such an amazing game but it it's an indie game i mean Mm -hmm. if i was one of those people that's like oh i don't like indie games and just ignored it I'd be missing out on such a great game this year. Right. Yeah. You know, like that's the thing is it's you, this it's nice because game pass gives people that opportunity to not be sure and still try these out, which is just so, so, so important for the developers and for, you know, people who want to broaden their. Well, because ultimately, ultimately in the end, they want that game to be played. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. a lot of times, yeah. a, a lot of people don't break into independent video game development. You know, strike yeah. it rich. Like you're mm-hmm. not going to, unless you have that once in a lifetime, you know, rare instance where like people flop game. They just want their game to be played, and the fact that they're on a service like Game Pass and have reached a huge audience, mm-hmm. you know, millions of subscribers, like it's nothing short of amazing. Yeah yeah for sure yeah it's it's just definitely it's i i love where game pass is, has been and and where it's like this idea at xbox stuff i think has just been something that a lot of people have been kind of asking for to return for a, for you know since 360 so 
Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're just doing an awesome job and we're getting some pretty cool looking uh, indie games. So, Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. So today's topic, I just I felt like, you know what? It's been a long time, you know, like on when it was just me, Corey and Ed um, doing Power Block and then Arsenal X. You know, like we we a lot of times we would get caught up in uh, just trying to get excited, you know, getting excited about like the 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 question of what could be and, you know, and things like that. And so I just kind of wanted to have like almost a throwback kind of thing of of just kind of coming up. I came up with the topic of just like so if if Microsoft was able to like you were. You were Microsoft came up to you and said, "Hey, I want you to storyboard or come up with an ideas for games, you know, that would be exclusive for us and you have you have access to any movie, show, book, you know, like any any IP that you could imagine, like what is a game that you would want to make and what IP would you like it to focus on?" So, uh, being the sci-fi guy that I am, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, Mass Effect, the first series that came to my mind was The Expanse. Okay. I don't know if you've ever seen The Expanse. It was on sci-fi. It was on the Sci-Fi Channel for like a few okay. seasons, and then it got picked up by Amazon Prime, and it, I think they're on like their seventh season right now. Yeah. Um, it's taking place kind of like near future space travel is kind of the thing, but the, the the reason why I like The Expanse so much is that it's um, it's it's very much rooted in science and very much rooted in this is what it would look like. No yeah. fancy, you know, gravity, um, artificial gravity sensors or like any kind of crazy faster than light travel and stuff. That's all kind of yeah. cool, like sci-fi shit. But, you know, we all got to understand that those things aren't possible with what we know of technology right now. Yeah. So um, the fact that the, the expanse goes into like, you know, oh, if you were to live on Mars for a few dark generations, like, you know, you wouldn't be able to handle the atmosphere that the Earth has to offer. Or if you live on other colonies in the solar system, like your body would change. And we're talking humans with different body styles and body shapes because Mm -hmm. of where they grow up in the solar system with, you know, the effects of gravity or the effects of the air quality or the food quality or something like that. Like the way they go so in depth, I want a game like that where like, you know, it's kind of like a Mass Effect space opera type of thing, but maybe a little bit more action focused. I would that would be cool if Microsoft came in, bought the rights to the Expanse and just made it into like a video game series, like a trilogy or something like that. Well, like I told you, I I love sci fi that that, you know, like because watch you have Amazon Prime. Yes, I do. Watch this. I mean, it's it, I it's so good. The 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 politics involved, the intrigue, and just the the different, you know, civilizations of, of it's all humanity. It's all they're all okay. humans. There's no aliens in this at all. But it's like the different humans and where they grow up and their viewpoints and yeah, you know how they're viewed by others. Like it's it's so cool. It's so intriguing. Like yeah, how in depth they go. Well, and I and I like that it like honestly from like what you're saying like there's almost an an opportunity there to not only entertain and you know like have a really cool like story and experience that you could be experiencing, 
but also almost learn like real science. Like, cause you said it's, yeah. you know, a lot of it is based around like reality of, you know, like what could and couldn't happen in science. And if it couldn't happen in science, then, then they, they don't focus or have that happening in the show, which, yeah. which I, you know, like they, they could almost, yeah, have like a, like a, some kind of learning experience that could go with it even. Well, yeah, I mean, admittedly, I mean, there are little bits of learning in Mass Effect where, I mean, you're reading codex entries and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but the majority of gamers don't don't dive into that. I mean, admittedly, I mm-hmm. don't dive into it that much. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like I should sometimes, but, you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah. the, the, the Expanse weaves it around, you know, dialogue and character interactions and stuff. And, yeah, you know, even like there was a scene of like, uh, somebody like uh, this, the earth government captured this miner from, uh, another, another colony or whatever. But like, we're talking like Marfan syndrome, like body dysmorphia where like, yeah, they were tall, skinny, lanky, and their body would crumble in earth's gravity. So like they were torturing this individual to say like, yeah, we, you know, you're here and we're not accommodating you because we know that earth's gravity will crush you eventually. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's so cool. Like, and I think that was in like the first episode of the first season, but like, it's so cool to have those moments of just like rooted in reality. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, man, like, even though I came up with this uh, topic, I was like really having a hard time, like trying to pick a particular thing that, cause there's, there's so many things that I, I would love to do. But right. it's like a matter of trying to figure out like how exactly. Um, so there, there is two in particular. So I don't know. I didn't get to finish all of the the show yet. I still need to, but I really did like what I had seen. The, the I don't know if you had seen any of the show, The Strain. No, I'm not. Okay, so this was like a vampire type kind of movie, but like they have these weird like tentacle like tongue things that shoot out of their mouth and like i don't know it's it's like it's really weird so like it was i was thinking about that but i'm like eh, i don't know but um so i i ended up going with my favorite show and i think chris mentioned on the episode of this show podcast that you did with him that he was a fan of this but um like one of one of uh crap so so i i i was basing mine on the fringe so i okay so the like this this show was uh, was one like i've watched (laughs) this is what makes it even more heartbreaking that i couldn't think of the title of it but i've i've watched this show like seriously from episode one to the final episode like four times through mm-hmm. and it's i think at least like f- five seasons or four seasons um and so so like the whole idea of this is and like it kind of goes like with with two like i am i've always been a big ghostbusters fan right so it's so this show is like almost in a way it's similar to like ghostbusters but if you were dealing with with um like sci-fi like aliens or or like weird like alien like technology that you're having to deal with or or people that that are like like have these different abilities to like 
you know, like like superheroes, literally, like people that can, you know, hear stuff from far away or or whatever, and just these weird people. And so, like, the whole show was kind of like uh, it was done similar to like your CSIs and your, you know, like that kind of shows where it's like you got the team the that goes out to go investigate and you know mm-hmm. kind of thing. But there was a, you know, unlike a unlike. I feel like a lot of those shows, there is a really, really deep seated storyline that's still going on behind all of it. And there is a lot of plot twists and, and things like that. And now like doing that stuff in game form, like I would like to see it because I'm a fan of that, of the, uh, you know, the IP or whatever, right. but like, but if they were to still put some of those plot twists and the things like that, going on in the game like i honestly think that like the writing and stuff would make for such an amazing like fun game of like you know where you're finding out things that that happened or or finding out that certain people maybe aren't you know who you think they are or you know like those kinds of plot like kind of twist things that you you see in movies and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but um one of the things about it, though, that that really makes me want this in game form um, is like, you know, we were talking earlier about things that that will do something that's serious, but at the same time still be able to really hit on that, that humor and stuff. And so, like, one of the main characters in this show, his name is Walter, um, He's like one of the other main characters that that you see prevalent in in the show is his son, and um, there he had done been doing this like science. He was like this mad scientist at this one at one point until he literally went mad and was locked up in an insane asylum. Um, and and you find like what happens is this weird anomaly happens. And something like crazy weird happens that no one can explain. And it comes back to some of these uh, these scientific experiments and things that this guy, this guy's father, Walter, was doing. And so then the whole show kind of starts out with them having to try to get him out of the insane asylum to help them try to solve this thing. And then it's just ongoing. It's constantly more and more of these things that are linking to him and this. So this, would this uh, be an action game or something like that, or what? Yeah, the, it would. I would for me, a I shooter think it would be something. Well, it would be. It would be more. More of actually, I think more of like a, a walking sim slash, like um like uh investigation like a you know like a games like where you have like certain equipment that you use to try to find certain hints and things in a in an area mm-hmm. i would i would like it to kind of be more about like cuz cuz the the show is more about solving there is some you know like they do use weapons and things like that at certain times um but i would like to see a game that kind of focuses more on on like the scientific and like you know fun kind of like parts of that and like an investigation and because like i'm i'm also like you know why the show hits so hard with me is i love watching like you know like murder case files kind of 
you know, like those. Ah, you're one of those. Like those kind of shows, but I, but I prefer that kind of stuff in a science fiction form, like not reality because that's just depressing, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like, um, so like for me, it would be just kind of fun to have something like that. And then based in an IP though, that I'm, that I'm really, really, uh, interested in. Right. I think, I think, and like I said, like without going like super into detail, but like the characters ultimately in that show are what make, make that show interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, again, the, the father character who doesn't remember anything, by the way, through the almost the entire show. Um, Walter is just this crazy, just weird, funny guy. And like, there's this, there's this, like, he's, he's very, very into psychedelic drugs <laughs> and, and just like all these weird things at one point he, like, he, 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 he's telling his uh assistant like she asks him what he needs uh to to uh solve this you know case that they're on or whatever and he tells her all the things and he's like oh he's like and also i need a cow and she's like what a cow and then it cuts cuts to like later on uh, turns out he wanted the cow just so he could get fresh milk every morning. So the cow lives in in his science laboratory and like you know, and he takes care good care of it and stuff, and just gets milk from it occasionally. It's just uh, mm-hmm. like there's just so many weird, interesting characters that I think would be really fun and for you know just a good interesting storyline for you know and like characters you'd meet throughout the game and and different kinds of things no uh, honestly i wouldn't want it to be like exactly the show you know note for note but right. i would like it to just kind of be like here's some some you know crazy shenanigans things they went on you know that weren't on the show you know kind of thing so but yeah that 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 would be it for me pretty much have you ever watched the uh, black mirror uh shows yes. on netflix yes. Yes, I I, I kind of thought about that a while ago. Where um, it, th- those shows kind of have this uh, eternal darkness like vibe to me, where yeah. every episode is like some different weird thing. Yeah, and I, I'm not gonna bother trying to explain it because it, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go into depth too much in terms of explaining every episode that I've seen. But yeah, it would be cool to create like a game where every level is something completely different and. Yeah. This would be kind of like a monumental task because I could see, you know, the like literally making six games in one. Yeah. But I think it would be cool to have to make a full game in the Black Mirror style of just like something extremely weird and some different weird game mechanic every level. And I, I know games like that have been made where like, you know, you'll like, you know, segue into different like game modes where... It'll be a racer, or it'll be a twin stick shooter, or it'll be a third yeah. person action game, or a stealth game. Um, uh, Eat Lead, The Return of Matt Hazard kind of reminds me a little bit of that. But, yeah. uh, you know, that would be cool to have that where it's like something like really like kind of sociologically weird, mm-hmm. you know, with weird characters and unique characters and even like weird circumstances, but um, have it in that Black Mirror style. And, 
if you've seen the shows or if you've seen the series, you, you don't understand what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. I think that was the only other one I thought of where I was like, that'd be really cool if like Microsoft came in and created an anthology like that, where it was like, you know, kind of like the Dark Pictures anthology, where like yeah. everyone is different. Yeah. But they're they're short in scope. So yeah, yeah, that definitely that would definitely be very cool. Like, and honestly, like even just any kind of like psychological horror whatever type stuff like i i'm always in for that which there's there's a there's a couple of games on xbox i've been eyeing up that are in that 15 dollar range that are getting really good reviews that are that are like the medium and stuff like that uh Mm -hmm. where it's just very much psychological horror stuff but yeah i i can never get enough of that and yeah but yeah i think um I think that's better and the show for today yeah as a as a good kind of conversation yeah for sure i mean there's probably 300 different ones but i i could think of but it's like you know it has to fit in terms of a gameplay perspective yeah yeah uh and you know something really unique that i think like you know yeah if you're gonna throw a lot of money in it it's got to be unique in a way so mm-hmm. you know obviously mm-hmm. i'm in you know I, i've said my piece with it so but I, I the, the one thing I would like to see is I would like to see a true comedy game. And that's mm-hmm. not something that you see that often because you see games with comedy in it. But mm-hmm. to have like a real true comedy game, like if you were to take, you know, a funny TV show right now, like, I mean, can you imagine a video game like The Office? Like if yeah. Telltale Games made <laughs> a, The Office the video game, that'd be kind of Yeah, yeah, so, that would be, I mean, yeah, that would be interesting. That'd yeah. Be- but it would I definitely mean, whatever. be a, a, a task to take on because, yeah, I mean, you know, like you said, like we have we have games with comedy mm-hmm. in them. But, yeah, to to like literally make the main focus of the game be comedy is right for sure. Definitely. It's I mean, it's but look at, you know, like you have games that focus on just interesting things that you just never think would work. But you know mm-hmm. who knows it just take the right the right person to that that can visualize it to yeah. make it something so but yeah yeah that would that would be interesting because uh, well, yeah. there, there i guess though the, i guess i kind of almost played a game that's like that i i played that uh the there's a game that was like about where you're playing as a person who joins a, a game dev team who's making a game but like you know there's game elements in it but a, mm-hmm. a lot of the game is like is story like of of what these game developers are having to do and all that you know a lot of it's right. all all weird but it's it's very much about like the, the, a lot of the game takes place in the office where your desk is and you know and stuff like that and you're having to fight people who are who uh you because you had a shark you have a shark they have a shark in your game in your game that's like the main uh bad guy and, and it's like a surfer game where you're you're surfing and you're trying to stay away from the shark or whatever mm-hmm. and then there's people outside protesting because you know they're like like PETA type kind of thing where they're like oh we don't want the sharks you know getting hurt or whatever something dumb like that but yeah it's 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 an interesting game but yeah, all right. Yeah, well, that that'll wrap it up for today. So um, yeah, Doya, uh, where can we find you? 
Well, uh, not only can you find me on Arsenal X, the, the Xbox podcast with the Boss Rush Group, uh, I also run the EXP cast. We're another video game podcast. I record with, you know, three of my good friends. <clears throat> we obviously talk about video games. We record every a new episode drops every Monday and Thursday morning. And uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at EXP cast. Um, that's, I run the socials. So if you want to get a hold of me, that's uh, pretty much the best place to go. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. All right. Yeah. And you can find me everywhere is Phantom NXS. And make sure to go check out our website. There's plenty, just like Game Pass, there's plenty of podcasts for all different likes and interests on our oh, yeah, uh, for sure. on our website. So definitely go check that out. So all right, we'll we'll throw up the X. Because <laughs> we're about to exit. Even in real. Yeah. Bye everyone. Take care. What's the matter? Hey, bro.